Welcome to Zichud Daf Simani Memory of Ram Golda and today we're Zichud Yuma Daf Bav, the first parak Sukkashi Gavoha. So the three topics we're going to focus on number one. Rav Chiyabar Ashi said in the name of Rav, Shiurim Chatzitzos Mechitzos Halacha Moshe Mesinai. The halachas of Shiurim Chatzitzos Mechitzos are Halacha Moshe Mesinai. The more challenges this, stating that Shiurim are in fact the rices and brings the pasuk of the Zayim meaning as proof, as Rav Hanin said. The entire Pasuk of the Zion meaning was stated for the purpose of teaching Shi'urim. That is, each of the seven fruits is a unit of measure for some halacha. For example, etzim kasor matame b'maga b'masa, v'en matame ba'oha. A human bone fragment the size of a barley kernel is matame through contact or to a person who carries it, even if he does not touch it directly. And it's not matame through being under a common roof. Gaffin teaches the size of a rabies of wine for a nazir. Te'ena teaches kogogeres lahotza shabbos. The size of a dried fig is the minimum amount of food for which one is high for hotza and shabbos. The Gemara rejects this challenge to Rav since these shiurim are not written explicitly in the Torah. Rather, krasmakta ba'amahu. The Rabban only linked these shiurim to the Pasuk as a support for them. Point number two, the Gemara challenges Rav's assertion that laws of chetzitza are halacha moshe mesinai, proving that they are derisive from the Pasuk from the Parsha Mitzorah. Barachatz is besar b'mayim, and he shall immerse his flesh in the water. This teaches that there should be no extraneous matter that is a chetzitza between him and the mikvah water. The more clarifies that Rav was referring to halacha, which Rabbi Yitzchak taught. Dvar Torah, Rubo Makmid Alev Chotzes. According to Torah law, meaning halacha Moshe Sinai, something on one's hair is only a chetzitza if it covers the majority of the hair and one objects to it being there. Rashi gives the examples of dried blood, ink, clay, or tar, and explains that if one does not object to the object being on his hair, it's considered as part of the body. The Rabban decreed that even if only one factor exists, meaning that if it covers most of one's hair, or if he objects to it being on his hair, the tevila is invalid. And point number three, the Mishnah stated, that a sukkah that does not have three walls is possible. A sukkah must have two proper walls, and a third wall even a tefach long. Rabbi Shimon says, It must have three proper walls and a fourth wall, even a tefach long. The Gemara explains that Melchokas is based on which is primacy when expounding on a word from the Torah, its written form or pronounced form. The Rabban hold the Yesh Eim the written form, as primacy. Therefore, they expounded the three words Basukos in the Torah, twice written without a vav, and once written with a vav, as four allusions to a sukkah. Subtract one, which is required to introduce the midst of a sukkah itself, and three allusions remain. Of these, two must be proper walls, and the oral law comes and reduces the length of the third wall and establishes it as a tefach. Rabbi Shimon maintains, Rabbi Shimon maintains, Rabbi Shimon maintains the Yeshe Mikra, the pronounced form has primacy, and therefore there are six allusions to a sukkah. Since the first mention of sukkahs is needed for the mitzvah, only four allusions remain. Three must be proper walls, and the oral law teaches the fourth can be a tefach. The Gemara presents three alternative explanations of the root of the machogas. So once again, the three points are number one. <coughs> Rav Chiyabashi said in the name of Rav, Shi'urin chatzitzin umechitzin halacha moshe mesinai. The halachas of shi'urin chatzitzos and mechitzos are halacha moshe mesinai. The Gemara challenges this. The Gemara challenges this, stating that shi'urim are in fact the right. The Gemara challenges this, stating that shi'urim are in fact the rises and brings the pasuk of the zayin meaning as proof, as Rav Chanin said. Kol pasuk azel shi'urin ne'amar. The entire pasuk was stated for the purpose of teaching shi'urim. That is, each of the seven fruits is a unit of measure for some law. For example. A human bone fragment the size of a barley kernel is metame through contact or to a person who carries it, even if he doesn't touch it directly, and it's not metame through being under a common roof. Geffen teaches the size of a revise of wine for a nazir. 
Te'ena teaches kagrogeres lahotzah's Shabbos. The size of a dried fig is the minimum amount of food for which one is chayv for hotzah on Shabbos. The Gemara rejects this challenge to Rav since these shiurim are not written explicitly in the Torah. Rather, cross makdaba almahu. The Rabban only linked these shiurim to the Pasuk as a support for them. Point number two, the Gemara challenges Rav's assertion that the laws of Chatzitzah are halachal Moshim Sinai, proving that they are derisive from the Pasuk from the Parsha Matzorah. Varachatz as basara b'mayim, and he shall immerse his flesh in the water. This teaches that there should be no extraneous matter that is a chatzitz between him and the mikvah water. The more clarifies that Rub was referring to a halacha, which Rabbi Yitzchak taught. Dvar Torah, According to Torah law, meaning halacha Moshe Messinai, something on one's hair is only a chatzitza if it covers the majority of the hair and one objects. If it covers... Something on one's hair is only something on one's hair is only a chatzitza if it covers the majority of the hair and one objects to it being there. Russia gives the example of dry blood, ink, clay, or tar, and explains that if one does not object to the object being on his hair, it's considered as part of the body. Rabban, the Rabban decreed that even if only one factor exists, meaning that it covers most of one's hair, or if he objects to it being on his hair, the tevila is invalid. And point number three, the Mishnah stated, that a sukkah that does not have three walls is puzzle. It was taught in a brace, a sukkah must have two proper walls and a third wall, even a tefach long. Rabbi Shimon says, it must have three proper walls and a fourth wall, even a tefach long. The more explains, the more the Gemara explains that Malchukas is based on which has primacy when expounding on a word from the Torah, its written form or pronounced form. The Rabban hold yesh aim umasoris. The written form has primacy. Therefore, they expanded the three words basukos in the Torah, twice written without a vav, and once written with a vav, as four allusions to a sukkah. Subtract one, which is required to introduce the mitzvah of sukkah itself, and three allusions remain. Of these, two must be proper walls, and the oral law comes and reduces the length of the third wall and establishes it as a tefach. Rabbi Shimon maintains the Eshem Lumikra. The pronounced form has primacy, and therefore there are six allusions to a sukkah. Since the first mention of sukkahs is needed from the mitzvah, only four allusions remain. Three must be proper walls, and the oral law teaches that the fourth wall can be a tefach. The Gemara presents three alternative explanations of the root of the Malchogas. Alright, so now we got our Simmer Vav, and our standard simon is a sword, because a Vav is straight, and a sword is straight, so there you go. Vav is a sword. Here goes. The sword salesman who masterfully used his high-priced sword to chop the Zayminim, according to the different Shi'urim, had tar on the majority of his hair, and did his demonstrations out of a sukkah with two proper walls and a third wall. That was just a tefach. Once again, it's a motion. The sword salesman, sword salesman, that must learn davav, sword. The sword salesman who masterfully used his high-priced sword to chop the Zayminim, according to their different Shi'urim, which reminds us that Rav said, Shi'urim chatzitzin mechitzin halacha moshmisinai. And the Gemara challenges this, stating that Shi'urim in fact derises, based on the Pasuk of the Zayminim, where each of the seven fruits is a unit of measure for some halacha, but concludes, since these Shi'urim are not written explicitly in the Torah, the Pasuk is just an asmachta. So the sword salesman who massively uses high-priced sword to chop the Zayminim according to the different Shi'urim had tar on the majority of his hair, which reminds us the laws of Chatzitzah are in fact the rices, and the Rav's assertion that the laws of Chatzitzah are halacha Moshmisinai was referring to a halacha that something on one's hair is only Chatzitzah if it covers the majority of the hair and one objects to it being there, such as dry blood, ink, clay, or tar. If one doesn't object to the object being on his hair, it's considered as part of the body. So the sword salesman who massively uses high-priced sword, the chop design meaning according to the different shiurim, had tar in the majority of his hair, 
and did his demonstrations out of a sukkah with two proper walls and a third wall. That was just a tefach. Which reminds the Malchus being in the Rabbanu Rabbishim whether a sukkah requires two proper walls and the third wall can just be a tefach or three proper walls and the fourth wall can be a tefach is based on the three times the word sukkos is mentioned and the question of whether yeshe'emu masoros or yeshe'emu mikra whether words in the Torah are expounded based on the way they are written or the way they are pronounced. So once again, the sword salesman who massively used his high-priced sword to chop design meaning according to the different shiurim had tar in the majority of his hair and did his demonstrations out of a sukkah with two proper walls and a third wall. That was just a tefach. All right, now it's time for a four block back chazar. Top base and sukkah. So the simmer top base is a bias, a house. So here goes. The above 20 on the sukkah that looked like a house, a house, that must be more in top base. The above 20 Amasukah that looked like a house and was next to a Mavui was declared Pasal, which reminds us that the Gemara gave two answers as to why the Tani used the term Basula for Sukkah Uschach is above 20 Amos instead of Yemayat that was mentioned by a court that was too high in a Mavui, either because a Sukkah is a Daraisa or that a Sukkah has so many details that the mission would have become unwieldy if it included a fix for every case. So the above 20 Amasukah that looked like a house and was next to a Mavui was declared Pasal because it didn't remind people of the Sukkos in the Midbar, which reminds us three different sources were given for why Schach cannot be above 20 Amos, either because one won't see the Schach and be aware they're in a Sukkah to remind them of the Sukkos in the Midbar, or they'll be shaded from the walls and not the Schach, or because it will then need to become a dearest Keva. So the above 20 Amasukah that looked like a house and was next to a Mavi was declared Pasal because it didn't remind people of the Sukkos in the Midbar, and its walls didn't reach the Schach, which reminds us that Rabbi Yoshi has said in the name of Rav that the Machokas in the mission between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yudah is only B'Shein Dafanos Megiyos L'Schach, where the walls do not reach the Schach. If they do, the Tanakama would agree that a Sukkah higher than 20 Amos is kosher. The Gemara says this opinion is in accord with Rav, who disqualified a Sukkah more than 20 Amos high because the eye doesn't notice the Schach. Here, since the walls reach the Schach, the eye will surely notice it. Daf Gimel, so the similar Daf Gimel is a Gamal, a camel. So here goes. The huge camel, camel, that must mean one daf, gimel, gamal, camel. The huge camel sticking out from his small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house, which reminds us the Beisham Beisham will argue on the minimum size of a sukkah as well as in a case of a large sukkah, whether the table needs to be in the sukkah lest the person is drawn after it and comes to eat in his house. So the huge camel sticking out from his small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house that was too small to be high from Azusa Ma'akib. Which reminds the Gemara brings the Bryce that teaches that a house that is not 4x4 four four almost squared is patamina mezuzah mina ma'akib and matamina gaim. Because the word bias is written in the Torah with reference to all of them and a dwelling less than 4 almost squared is not considered a bias. So the huge camel sticking out from his small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house that was too small to be high from Azusa Ma'akib and was only suitable to keep a shita. Which reminds us, a shita may be placed in a house that is less than 4x4 four four amos, since the function of a shita is to merge all the courtyards of the mabui for their use, not for habitation. As long as the shita is located in a protected space, the shita is valid, even if that space is less than 4x4. Four four. Daf Dalit, so the similar Daf Dalit is a door. So here goes. The owners took the door off the 21 Amasukkah door, that must be on Daf Dalit. The owner took the door off the 21 Amasukkah where the dangling hutzin didn't provide the majority of shade, which reminds us that if the sukkah was taller than 20 Amas, the hutzin yordim mitokhes and the leaves of the palm branches that comprise its schach were dangling into the airspace of the sukkah within 20 Amas of the floor, if the shade provided by these tips is greater than their sunlight, it's kosher. If not, it's puzzle. 
if the sukkah was exactly ten fucking tall, the minimum height of a sukkah, and the palm branch leaves were dang within the tent fachim, Rabbi told Abai that even if the sunlight was greater than the shade, it's a dira sarucha, a dwelling that's uncomfortable to live in. So the owners took the door off the 21 on the sukkah, where the dangling hutzing didn't provide the majority of shade, and used it as a platform instead, which reminds us that the case of a sukkah that is taller than 20 amas, ubanaba istaba, and one built a platform in it, is coming to teach that even though the third distant wall was not a valid wall to begin with, because it was above 20 amas, we can still apply the halacha of dovan akuma to it to remedy the disqualification. So the owners took the door off the 21 on the sukkah, where the dangling hutzin didn't provide the majority of shade, and used it as a platform instead. After they were told their good asik idea with the 10 fucking pillar wouldn't work. Which reminds us that the case of a sukkah taller than 20 amos, where one built in it a pillar that is 10 fucking tall, and a 7 by 7 fachim, we cannot apply the law of good asik, which would extend and raise the partition on each of the pillar's sides to the schach above, creating a valid sukkah on the pillar's top, because the area of a sukkah must be a dira, a dwelling place which can only be attained through mechitzas and yikaros, through noticeable walls. Daf hay, so the summer daf hay is hay, a haystack, so here goes. When the boys who filled the ninth fucking box with hay, hay, that must be more daf hay. When the boys who filled the ninth fucking box with hay, and then covered with a tefak the cover, which reminds us that the source of the sukkah that is not at least ten fucking high is invalid, is brought from the Aron in that it was nine fucking tall, and the thickness of the Kaparis, which was one tefak, and it's written, it's there that I'll set my meetings with you, and I shall speak with you from atop the Kaparis. Rabbi Yossi says, the Shekhinah never descended below into the human domain, and Moshe and Eliyahu never ascended into the heavens. Since Hashem spoke to Moshe from atop the Kaparis, it follows that ten fucking from the ground begins a separate domain. And therefore we see ten fucking is the minimum height of a partition. So when the boys who filled the ninth fucking box with hay and then covered it with a tefach thick cover, they made from the border of the kitchen table, which reminds us the one tefach thickness of the kaparis is learned from the mascaras of the shulchan, from the border of the shulchan. So when the boys who filled the ninth fucking box with hay and then covered it with a tefach thick cover they made from the border of their kitchen table, were about to be caught by their mom, they raised their arms up in unison and covered it, pretending to be little angels. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, from what evidence do you say that the interior space for a sukkah must be ten fucking height, excluding the thickness of its chach? Say rather, that the ten fucking are measured with its chach. The Gemara therefore presents a different source for the ten fucking height requirement for a sukkah, from the height of Moshe's Kruvim, which were ten fucking from head to toe, and it's written, they were sochim b'kanfeim al-kaporis, sheltering the kaporis with their wings. Here we see that the Torah calls this sheltering a sukkah covering, because it occurs above an airspace of Tent Fakim. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu. You a great day and great learning.